0: A special live edition of Locked on Jazz from Dallas, Texas with who? Oh my gosh, all the guys you love. Ron Boone, Thurl Bailey, Craig Bullerjack. What will it mean that Luke is not playing game one? What will it mean for the Jazz of all their playoff past? How do the Jazz overcome those demons? And what is this team capable of? And Ron Boone has been at every practice all week will tell us how they've looked different. It's all coming up. On this edition of Locked On Jazz, do I really do the drum roll even with these three guys around? You bet I do! But bum pow. Oh, <laughs> but I forgot the Booner laughs at me, I'm embarrassed. There we go. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily
1: podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: It is the crew from Dallas. We just arrived, took us two Ubers to get here. They tried to put us in a Toyota Corolla, the four of us. We decided that wasn't going to work. We had the coolest Uber ride I'll never forget for my whole life. We granted two kids scholarships on the Jazz Scholarship Program, which was like the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. Yes, I cried. Um, I'm willing to admit it. doesn't actually take a lot for me to do that. So we are here. I'm David Locke, Thurl Bailey, Ron Boone, Craig Bullerjack. Thanks for tuning in to the audience, to Derek and, Lise and Lacey and James and Dalen and Forrest and Brandon and everybody who's live in the chat room we will take your questions as well. But let's get it going. First off feels like a lot, a weird season because we took that month of two months of non-travel. So like part of me, I couldn't be more ready for the playoffs, but it doesn't actually feel like we've been grinding for six months either from our standpoint. So it's a weird feeling. What's your guys' emotion as we head into this?
2: I feel like I'm playing again, man. You know, as a player, I think Boona can attest to this. It was always a a different feeling when you were getting closer to the playoffs. And I remember my first season, my first year with the jazz as a rookie was the first time the jazz had made the playoffs since they moved to uh, Salt Lake city. So I didn't know what it was like until it got going, but I I feel like I feel what those guys are feeling because I've been through it. And you know, how crazy our fans are as well.
3: And and for me, it's as a player, this is what you work for all season long. I mean, you never know what position you're going to end up in, best record or or barely creeping in there. But the fact of the matter is, when you get there, is is uh it's it's, it's a reward because you've been working your butt off all season to make sure you make the playoffs and hoping that you have a good year. And then you start thinking about the team that you're playing and what kind of success have we had against them? What kind of success individually have you had uh, against um, you know? that particular team. So the reward, first of all, is making the playoffs. And once you get there, you're excited about it. And you want those playoff shares, Booner? Uh, <laughs> I don't – you probably couldn't have – per diem is more than what we <laughs> – it's more than <laughs> the
0: playoff shares back in, back in the day. <laughs> you're, you're more excited about the per diem now it. than you were, were <laughs> <with Yeah>. the playoffs? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'd have cab money so they could go eat. Yeah. You know? You know, I tell you, honestly, for me, I think it has been a bit of a grind the last six weeks after we got out of, you know, the COVID and the injury situation. March, I got to be honest, and, you know, we we flew, we went commercial, uh, we came back traveling. Uh, I think we spent 17 nights on the road from the end of February all the way until we're here tonight again for the next five nights in Dallas. But, you know, for me... I'm with T and, and, and Booner about hopefully this is that next the next level of basketball. I don't know, guys, if you can turn it on, but I'm hoping that's the case for the Jazz. I hope that the meeting they had uh, behind closed doors put some of the issues to rest. This is a talented team. They're a deep team. They're a different team than they were a year ago uh, with Daniel House Jr. and uh, Juancho Heron and Gomez and obviously Hassan Whiteside. So on paper, you know, I don't see a reason why you can't, you know, you can't win a series or go beyond. Maybe maybe the pressure, uh, and I know that a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but 52 wins last year, expectations can wear on a young star like Donovan Mitchell, and I'm anxious to see if some rest and a reset will be a big a big factor for him.
0: All right, Ron Boone, you've been in practice all week. Has it yeah. looked different?
3: Yeah, let me add something here real fast, though. But, but you know, like back when, when Thurl was playing or, and with Carl and all those guys, you know, that team was awfully, awfully good. You knew you were going to make the playoffs because you were just that good. Getting out of the first round, for the most part, you knew you was going to do that as well. And, and you know, that's a little bit different feeling because you're thinking, okay, this team is good enough to go all the way. Uh, whereas some teams, well, they're just happy to get there and they're happy to make it to the playoffs and, and, you know, that type of thing. But getting back, I've been going to practice every day, and, and it's been like training camp, especially that first day because – you know, during the course of the year, playing every other day, you really don't have a chance to put in a full practice, meaning just covering everything that you've uh, that you've done all season long and trying to revisit things, uh, trying to get better at things. So that first day was like training camp. I mean, they did a, a lot of things, running up and down the floor and, and uh, running the transition plays and, and getting back on defense. It was like uh, things that they hadn't done in so long that Quinn wanted to get you know get back to doing second day you start prepping they start prepping as far as uh, their opponent and and then today is a little bit probably a little bit more than what what, what i saw yesterday but the fact of the matter is they start prepping and starting getting ready for 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 the dallas mavericks and that means working on what luca does best what every individual on the team does best and try to prepare for it.
1: You know, and Booner, yesterday when we dropped by, Thurl and I, I just thought there was more energy that I've seen. And, yes. again, Locke, you you made a great, great tweet about a week ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. Four total practices, right, since – was it all-star break?
0: It was something slim. I mean, they'd had about – I think they'd practiced three times – in the last since March one or at the most, yeah. Yeah, it was it was that that schedule does not allow for practice. We actually we were with Danny Ainge this week and we and Danny kind of talked about it, right? That we got rid of back to backs, which means right. that then you just play every other day, and then nobody's going to make you practice in between. Because then it's three days in a row. So indirectly, what the schedule has done is made it so you practice less in this league than ever before.
1: Right, that's a great point, Danny. I thought T was really candid with us yesterday. It's the first time we've really sat down and spent more than. Uh, how to do in a minute with the with uh, the COO or C yeah COO of Jazz Basketball? He was very candid, open. I think he likes uh, some of the additions. He's the energy from House and Hernan Gomez, and uh, you know you can tell he has a long history of knowing what what it takes to win in postseason play. No doubt.
2: Well, you no, know, he's been in pretty much every seat, right? I mean, right? Player, uh, in and the same era I was. But let me let me let me go here as far as the playoffs go with the Jazz. From my standpoint, I feel like I have seen the Jazz at their very best. I think we all could say that. We've seen them at their best, and we've seen them at some point consistently at their best. So that, that's kind of where my mind starts. Now, have they had a roller coaster ride and some major struggles towards the end of the season? Yes, they have. Um, but to your point, Bola, I I really think that there's a there's a switch that can be flipped in the postseason play. Health is number is primary, right? Health is paramount. Okay. Well, if, Dallas
1: just learned that, right? Right. If you're healthy,
2: then that's 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 your that's your base. The system is the system, and the system works. These guys know it works. Um, so I, I feel like, and maybe that's the, the, the part of me that says, okay, it's about time, right? They've gone through enough of the bad crap. Let's see if they can flip the switch. And part of me thinks that they can, I mean, it, it it remains to be seen. It's not going to be perfect, but they have a great opportunity to do it.
0: The thing that jumped out at me over the last week, and maybe, maybe you guys will totally disagree with me is They actually look like a team that could win a playoff series. Now, they didn't win a bunch of those games because the the end of the games were really poor, but they were up, you know, 17 on Phoenix. They were up 11 on Memphis. They were up 21 on the Clippers. They were up 23 on the Warriors. They hadn't, to me, all year long, I hadn't seen that. That actually, to me, was the those stretches of basketball – The game in Phoenix, they were pretty good. They won that game. There was a game in Denver. They were pretty good early in the year, but there weren't like we we weren't walking out of a lot of games this year thinking to ourselves like, wow, they were awesome tonight. I, I turned to Ron in that Warrior game. I mean, you just don't go up on a team 21 in the first quarter. Like, that was, in, that was the best basketball they played all year. And then I opened the th- – I, ironically, I guess, or unfortunately, I opened the fourth quarter of the Phoenix broadcast saying, the Jazz have now played the best 36 minutes of basketball they've played all season long. Can they close it? And they couldn't. So, which do we take here? Like, or do they both weigh equally? The inability to close those games? Or the fact that we actually saw a team for the first time that was good enough to win to win playoff games?
1: Lock. I want to ask the two players why I get to ask that everywhere I go. How do you play? Come and be One of the best three quarters. Oh, get your
0: chicken wings. Just get up and get your chicken wings. We're live. We're not professional. He's got chicken wings coming, man. The dude's got to eat. <laughs> Look at this
1: guy, man. <laughs>
0: I'm surprised it's not popcorn. You know, he like leaves the broadcast. And the, this is like, by the way, if you're ever here's a secret we're gonna tell. Since he did the chicken wings, I'm telling secrets about Ron now. If you're ever listening to the broadcast and there's an extended period of time where Locke doesn't allow Boone to talk, chances are he went to go get popcorn. That's
1: true.
2: I can tell you. Not a little
1: little one, but one of them big bags. You know, about that big. Yeah.
2: Wings are probably some of the most expensive chicken wings he's ever eaten.
1: Yeah. guarantee. You have the service charge. You have the delivery charge. Then you have the tip. Now,
0: Thurl's been trying to get Booter to figure out how to use DoorDash. He has not figured it out
2: yet. Let's forget
3: about the tip. I'm going to tell
0: you guys one more time. How much people like cash?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fancy stuff you guys deal with is this.
1: Old people like cash. How much? How much? How many chicken wings do you get? It's six of them. (laughs) How much? Fifty bucks. $37. (laughs)
3: $37. <laughs> oh my God, that better I, be uh, Listen. They I better went, be good. Hey, I went downstairs and ordered it, and I ordered at the bar. So, uh, Becca and. <laughs> so, Becca and. And, and, Ash, and, now, they were, and they were, who? They were free.
2: Somebody else bought them for you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. I, did the, I did leave the tip down there for him though well i bought their their food a couple of days ago i mean a trip goes and so they were just returning the favor. Hey, way, so. way way cheaper booner a belt bar no i hadn't eaten dinner you guys ate dinner i saw bowler eating on the plane he had two two big old fat sandwiches and he was
0: <laughs> i'm <laughs> still hungry Hey, Booner, I had a lemongrass tofu sandwich from Oh My, but I didn't think you were eating a lemongrass tofu sandwich. (laughs) Not after you touched it. No, Even if it was wrapped up, he wasn't having a lemongrass tofu sandwich. There's only one one person in the world could serve Booner a lemongrass tofu sandwich, and he might consider eating it. And she's currently in my house right now, and she's not with us on the road. My wife served him a lemongrass tofu sandwich. He might, like, pretend to take a bite. But I think that's about it.
1: <laughs> like a Seinfeld episode when you spit in a napkin and stuff it down the couch. Yeah, right.
0: hey,
3: hey,
1: hey. So anyway, I got Ringo and Becca to take care of this for me. Right on. Hey, T, right. so how, how do you lose focus after three quarters? I've asked, been asked that question, radio, grocery stores, hardware stores. Uh, how can you be the best team in the league through three and then lose the focus.
2: Well, I, I kind of I agree with Locke on this. Is that you know the, the good thing is that you know that you can be a really good team. You can get that kind of lead. Uh, and my problem was when they Jazz did get those leads, there was always a point in the game, Bowler, where I would say, remember this this time on the clock, right? right? Because it was like we expected it almost, right? And that's, six minutes, six minutes, right? And, and and the hope was that it wasn't going to happen, but you knew that team was going to make a run because the Jazz cut it short. The question you asked, uh, I I I don't have an answer to. I and mean, if we had the answer, we we'd obviously know how to help solve it. But uh, the tough part for me is it's a collective effort, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's certain things that happen. Donovan struggles scoring in the fourth and some of those games, the defense. Yeah. And you can't stop the other team, right? So it's a double whammy. You're not scoring and they're scoring. You're, you're allowing them to score. So maybe sometimes the focus a little bit more when you're missing shots, that's kind of where your head goes, right? When you can't score and your defense isn't, you know, as, as tough as it should be because it's supposed to be your identity. Um, uh, and, and I think from from what Quinn has talked about and the jazz stop running and how do they run they get the team to turn it over so they can get early shots they can get those right. cakes. so I think it's a combination of things but um you know it, it's it's mind-boggling that it's col- a collective thing and that's how this team kind of works though they, they they're not successful and that's what a lot of guys are
0: Ron R- Boone. You have, t- wait, wait, wait a second. Wait one second, Roba You have $37 wings right there. Yeah. Lacey, Lacey's pointing out that they're getting cold. So, I'm, so no. Oh, Lacey, I'm fine. You sure? Because I was going to do an ad read right now so that you could have some wings because that's teamwork. Like that's I was right. going to go down the clutch together as a unit. And well, I was going to sell two ads and then you okay. could eat like two wings. I'll,
3: I'll, I'll make a point and then you can sell your ads. All right. All right. But, um, and, and obviously, we all know that, that the Jazz have lost, a, I won't say a ton, but quite a few leads in the fourth quarter. Uh, leads that they've had, big leads, and then all of a sudden they can't make a shot. What I see is that sometimes we don't trust our system. Uh, coaches call timeouts to try to stop runs they call timeouts to, to try to get everybody everyone back on track call a special play for someone or something like that just to try to keep get things going but you you have a system that you've been playing under for all year long and being able to trust that system that you're going to be able to finish a basketball game i think is very 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 important um and sometimes i just don't think we uh, we do that and as a result you know these nba teams are good I mean, there wouldn't be NBA teams if they, if, if or, you know, there just wouldn't be an NBA team, but you can't expect to hold an NBA team down for 48 minutes and, and not expect for them to make a run. The biggest problem is stopping that run, putting that fire out. And I think the most important thing in a situation like that is being able to trust your system and what's made you more successful during the course of the year.
0: He's Ron Boone, Thurl Bailey, Craig Bolajack. I'm David Locke. We continue on our special edition Jazz Roundtable Night from Dallas on this Thursday night. Uh, edition, getting you ready for game one. It's brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden, and we just sent somebody up to the crew up in Logan Connor, taking care of one of our Locked On Jazz listeners. Email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'll give you that VIP treatment, set you up so you know who you're going to see before you get there, find it all out for you, and the Murdochs are truly incredible. They are going to not, they have said and vowed they will not charge more than MSRP right now. Despite the fact that they can do that with the car shortage that's going on right now, they have decided they will never charge more than MSRP on their vehicles during this time period. So they uh, make sure you stop by. It's at 4646 South State Street, also in Logan and in Linden. All available for you at all of those locations. And email me at DLock09. Remember, it was the Elantra that was named the North American Car of the Year. The Sonata is the other beautiful sedan with the Santa Fe. Two of which float around our house, along with a Tucson. And I'm driving the Kona right now, the small little zippy one. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at betonline.net, the number one source for all your betting stats and info. For all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including your basketball playoffs, your start of Major League Baseball season, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. For live betting to playoffs, to esports, and more, head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends. BetOnline, where the game starts, what is the line now? It has been moving all week long on the Jazz and the Mavericks. In fact, the series odds started about even, and then, No surprise, with Luka out, went bananas and went the uh, other way. Let's see, the latest series line. The Jazz are now minus 310 to win the series. The Grizzlies are minus 400 against the Timberwolves. Sixers are minus 175. Nuggets and the Warriors Warriors are minus 245 on that. All right, roundtable continues. No wings? Yeah,
3: there, Dave.
0: Are they worth thirty-seven dollars?
3: Well, he's oh, popping open right there. They threw some fries in here. The the wings only cost twenty,
1: so they the threw f- they, they threw some fries. <laughs> fries in there.
3: cost seventeen, and, and then and oh.
1: then tip, yeah, right? Right, guys, I'm doing simple math here, pal. That's six bucks a wing, and add on about ten fries. Six dollars a wing, and and a bite or two of fries. Six bucks.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys can see the chat room that's going on uh, or not in this system. I was throwing up. Somebody said Ron better be able to fly when he's done with those wings. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the big storyline all week long. Luka Doncic reports out from fairly reliable sources that the Mavericks have not said so, but that he is miss Game 1. Uh, the calf strain, it's, it's hard to tell, but Ron, will you share with the listeners – what you told me that was so interesting to you about the calf strain as a former player and a right-handed player like Luca?
3: Well, if you're a right-handed player, you know, all of us, I think all of us are right-handed. All of us make layups, and what leg do you jump off of? It's Luca's left calf that's bothering him. So when he drives to the basket and he's jumping off, he's jumping off that left leg to make a layup. When he and you notice one of his favorite moves is to work his way back to the middle of the floor and kind of fade away. He's jumping off that left leg because he's fading away with his left leg there as well. When he starts to his dribble drive, he wants to drive right, he's pushing off with that left leg. You use that left leg more than you think you do, or you just don't think about it, as, as a right-handed player. And uh, will that change things for him? Uh, and if you think about it, I, I know Bowler and Thurler have, have discussed this a little earlier about you know the players that have had calf injuries and what it has led to. Um, And so that's my my take on that as far as Luca is concerned, that left calf. He's going to use that a lot more than you think. Um, And it's a possibility if he plays, you know, that
1: it could get worse. You know, and Locke, there's grade ones, there's grades two and grade threes in this category. I'm no doctor, but I I love reading up on it. And, you know, for just a grade one, which was what Bogdanovich had, I think it's about an eight gamer. Uh, a grade two is 12 and a grade three could be upwards of 14. So you're talking about a month, a little over a month for a really bad calf. And that 12 to 14 day window for a grade, you know, a grade one. So, I, you know, again, I expect Dallas to stay tight lipped on this, right? Because they're not going to play their hand and let the Jazz feel comfortable. But if I'm the Jazz, I would just go and prepare like, you know, he is going to play. So if he by chance walks out there, T, right, then, you know, there's no surprises. Look, Dinwiddie and, you know, Dwight Powell and Reggie Bullock, uh, even Davis uh, Bertons who came over in those trades for Chris Stapps, Perzingis. This team's still deep. You know, I don't think the Jazz can fall into a um, – the way this season has gone, as we've been discussing, they cannot fall into any type of uh, – this is an easy – a uh, uh, game one or a game two if Luka doesn't play because the Dinwiddies of the world and the Bullocks and what Jalen Brunson's about, uh, is still a, it's a damn good team. And the Jazz have to remember that going into this series, even yep. if even if Luka does not play. Just thinking that as an automatic win will get them in trouble. Can't even. do it. Cannot yeah. do it. Well, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back
2: a few years. I just saw somebody... Uh, Send a message. Did, did Booner spend his whole per diem on wings? <laughs> but I'm going to take you back a little bit because <laughs> uh, I remember a series. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. I just
0: realized something. He's popping off that he got his per diem and we don't have yet ours yet. Do you think he used our preum for his $37 wings? Good for up. his per-dium? like we may never be seeing our I think he might have gotten all the envelopes. Don't worry, Ashley. I'll give them the envelope. No, really. Here, order those wings, and I promise I'll go give Phil Baller Bowler their envelope. Oh,
2: that's that's funny, man. We're that's broke.
1: That's what you're saying, Locke. We're all broke now.
2: No
0: ask I e bolts for you in the morning, Pearl.
2: <laughs> uh, so I don't I, I, I don't recall the year. I'm sure um, David Locke does. But it was the series between the Jazz and Houston. And uh, Mark Eaton, someone fell on his knee, hyperextended his knee. He was out. Bo, I know you remember this. Yeah. Uh, Billy Paltz stepped in.
3: Billy Paltz.
2: Billy oh. Paltz stepped in. So, you know, obviously when Mark went down, that was a big loss for us. Yeah. And I think on Houston's side, it was like, you know, we, we probably got this. We got the dream shake and the paint. And who's going to stop him? Billy Paul stepped in. And you're talking about taking one for the team. He was frustrating the team so much, he took a punch for us. Right? <laughs> yeah. right? And then that got us riled up and went on to win that series. Um, but it just reminds me of this one because from what I know, this – when the Jazz played Dallas specifically here towards the end of the season, when Luca went to the bench, they can play still. The game gets faster. Their pace right. is faster. Dinwiddie kind of takes over and does his thing. Uh, so I, I know the Jazz are are looking at that that part of it and knowing that they just can't, even if Luca doesn't play, if he's, if he's not playing that they can't take this Dallas team for granted because they're well-coached as well.
0: well. Let me, let me well, Go ahead.
3: David, Brunson's Bronson, having a great year there as well,
0: so you, you really got to you know, pay a lot of attention uh,
3: to him. So, But they do play
0: faster, that's for sure. Okay, there's no question that they're way better if- Luca plays like I get it yeah that's but, right but but, let, but let's also just deal with some of the data here one is statistically they're actually better this year when Luca's off the floor than on the floor which is pretty wild but there's something to it the second thing is that Luka's one of the worst defensive players in all of the NBA he's probably one of the best offensive players in all of the NBA also it's both sides so if Luca doesn't play their issue is going to be how they score but so's our issue going to be how do we score because with if they have Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, and Maxi Klebe on the floor, we don't have an offensive mismatch anywhere. They're going to be switching one through five, and we're going to have to try to beat them off the dribble and keep ball movement alive when we don't have an advantage on anyone. So that's like if Luka's out on the floor, what we did in game the second and third game is just brought Luka to the ball and torched him. We averaged right. like 1.45 points per pick and roll when we got Luka involved. If Luke is not involved, we don't have a mismatch on the floor to go take advantage of offensively.
2: Well, I, I think that's when you got to lean on your D, right? You got to go to to who you are because I always call it the great equalizer. If you're not scoring and you're keeping them from scoring, then you got opportunities, um, and the Jazz need opportunities to score the way they want to score. Um, and I'll take our rim protection over anybody's in the league. So. If uh, and also in the playoffs, I, I doubt if you're going to see. You know, I I don't know if you're going to see the same type of scores. I mean, they're going to be. You know, I I think you can see some. You know, one, ten to ninety, if your defense is good. Um, but but I think teams are not. I don't think they're going to be shy, but I think they're going to be possession careful, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Hey,
1: T, with that comment, don't you believe, though, Gobert's the one man, and I know he's always been looking in his own way in postgame comments, is that this is still help defense, correct? I mean, if he comes and shows on the three-point line, still the back cut has to be protected. This isn't just a one-man game defensively, right? And this is where that – I think what you're saying is that scoring tends to go down some in postseason play because everybody brings that level of defense up. So that's where I'm looking for house with energy, better transition defense off missed shots or turnovers, right? I think that's really a must for the jazz and getting started in the, in the postseason.
2: It is. And I think Quinn has emphasized that, that they have to run jazz, have to run. And so um, we're, we're, Interestingly, for uh, for us, we've seen the Jazz enough to kind of read that gate coming out in the first quarter. I mean, yeah. the game, there was a game. Who was that against? Where they went zero for fourteen from three, or, you know, right out of the bat. That,
0: that team was uh That team they were playing was named the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I'm not sure it was the Portland Trailblazers,
2: but
0: they had had a uniform on that seemed to resemble that of Jerome Kersey, Kevin Duckworth, Buck Williams, Terry Porter, Clyde Drexler, and some other great players that once played up in the Pacific Northwest. But but as bad as
2: that stat was, those are the kind of shots you guys want. Those are the kind of shots they need.
1: Locke, we didn't know of a lot of names with OKC or Portland in the two <laughs> of last right? I mean, those were, those were call-up guys. But, you know, Ron and T always make the, this point. And Jerry Sloan did it as well, right? You're in the league for a reason. You're always auditioning for 29 other teams. And sometimes you can't predict who's going to go off and play their tail off and actually outplay uh, a highly skilled, highly paid NBA player. Because they're in the NBA too, and Thurl, you made that mention before. And again, you can't you can't fall into trap games. And if Luka doesn't play, so be it. Keep the focus.
2: I think the difference. Sorry, Booner. I know you got a little bit of more wing in your mouth trying to right. swallow. I was just. Gonna <laughs> ask,
3: I was going to ask David, or David, he probably knows already, but what's um, Dallas's transition defense like? So, but go ahead, Thurl. I'm sure David's got it already. No, I
2: was going to say the difference, Bowler is. It's the playoffs and you're playing the same team every time you play for a potential seven game series. So you may have a guy who might play over his head, right? But the playoffs are for the Donovan Mitchell we saw against Denver in the bubble. Right. Right? Where you gotta go to another level. You know, the playoffs are for Mike Conley who, you know, you gotta get in the time machine on on a given night. Uh, and that's that's just how the jazz are built right that uh, really go bare you got to stay on the floor
3: yeah and, and I totally agree and let me add to that is that it also is on the players because every every game is, might be someone different you know on your team because the adjustments that have to be made in, in order to take advantage or, or win a basketball game but as far as the coaching staff is concerned you put together a game plan and it works. Now you got to anticipate what the what your opponents are going to do and be try to be ready for that the next basketball game. So there's right. pressure coaches in already to make those adjustments, just like players have to make those adjustments there as well.
0: By the way, they're third in the league in transition defense. They play the most half-court possessions of anyone in the league. So they're not in transition offensively, but they're the third best team in the league in transition defense. Note for you also, they're the number one team in the league in drives and they're the number one team in the league in isolation. And without Luka, all they're going to do is play five out. Dorian Finney-Smith at center at times, probably. Spencer Dinwiddie's going to put his head down. Jalen Brunson's going to put his head down. They're elite drivers. Can our guys guard their yard? We'll answer that next with Bowler, with Bailey, and with Bone. Wait, am I Bach? I have to have a B in my name, too? It's well. <laughs> only appropriate the show is brought to you by Built Bar, which will not charge you $37 for six of them. And if you (laughs) use the promo code LOCKED15, it's even cheaper at Built.com. I threw my built Bars over there. That was a grasshopper cookie. That's one of my favorites. Bilt's got some great bars available for you right now, and the Puffs are taking the place by storm. But the Peanut Butter Bar is out right now and available for you. So go check that out, along with the Blueberry Muffin Bar and the Yellow Chirps, which are the mini Puffs. The Churro Puff is a favorite coconut marshmallow as well, and Ruby Puffs, you can get puff mix Bar. It's all at built.com with the promo code lock 15 And the greatest thing about Bilt Bar, 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 net carbs, 4 sugars, grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. I still don't know if it's a protein bar or a candy bar, but I know it's really, really good. Check it out at Built.com. Today's show also brought to you by RockAuto.com. Save time and money while using RockAuto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more from the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Use RockAuto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They've got everything you want from brake pads, tail lips, motor oil, even new carpet. Go check it all out at rockauto.com. Please mark in Locked On, the How Do You Hear About Us section. It's rockauto.com. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Thanks very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen. Today or tonight, as we're live with Thurl Bailey, Ron Boone, Craig Bolger. You know, I turned to Booner today and said, this is kind of great. We get to find out if our guys are good enough. Like, I'm just going to be totally blunt about it. Like, they didn't guard. We heard the story. You know, Donovan had the ankle sprain. Mike had the hamstring. Like, you know what? Spencer Dinwiddie is just going to line up whoever he's guarding. He's going to be on the right or left wing. He's just going to go. And, like, can you guard your guy? And Jalen Brunson is going to Bogart. Mike Conley down in the left block. Jalen Brunson actually leads the league in points in the left block of the NBA. He's going to go down the left block, and he's just going to try to overpower him. And are you good enough to handle it? Like, there's going to be a simple level in this series. You know, are the guys, are our guys, good enough to get it done?
3: Isn't it fascinating, though? You know, guys' weakness is trying to get them to play to their weak to the weakness, keep them from playing from their strong hand. How difficult is that? You know Brunson likes to drive left. Can you keep him going to his right? That's the game plan for most of the ballgame. I mean, that's what they, they prep for. But these guys are so good, it's awfully difficult to keep them from getting back to a strong man. Chris Paul, now Booker. Uh Brunson right now. It's just and Luca, you know, you want him going to his right because he doesn't shoot jumpers going to his right. He usually tries to drive all the way to the basket. But he finds a way to get back to that left hand and that's the strength. It's just awfully difficult to do.
2: I think as you talk about that team, now you have to flip it and, and say, well, what is Dez great at? Right? What do they have to do night in, night out? Fourth, defend. We always talk about defend. You've got two great rim protectors, uh, and Hassan uh, and, and Rudy. But offensively, You've got a lot of weapons out there. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. As we talk about the rotation of this team, we've gotten a feel for right the start of the game. But now, how's J.C. going to be coming off the bench? Those That's an important stat, right? Your bench points are going to be huge. Uh, is J.C. going to be streaky? Um, can you get the three going? Bogey's another one, right? Talk about calf injury. Now you're coming back because he have the rhythm back yet. Uh, uh, you know, Can you post up Bogey? Where's Bogey? Is Bogey fall in the top 10 post-up? Um, I don't think so. so.
0: We're 30th in the league in post-up, so I'm not sure we have anybody yeah. who can
2: be in the top 10. <laughs> and so, you know, that – interested in the jazz and how they're going to distribute the wealth on the offense of them and I know Donovan can get a bucket anytime he wants I saw Donovan the other night go coast to coast I hadn't seen that a lot just ball out of bounds and he just went straight down the middle through everybody to the hoop um, you know can he balance that with being a playmaker as well so it's going to be a good one
1: though
0: 94-94, five minutes left. What do you guys want to see from the Jazz offensive? How much time is on the
1: clock? Five <laughs> minutes left. 94-94. What do 94, you want to
0: 94, see? 94. I know, I know a boot, Booter's looking at the clock. I'll tell you that. Booter's answer is going to be about the clock. It's going to be about the shot clock. Booter, you want to go first? 94-94, five minutes left. Booter, what do you want to see? Should I, should I just say it for you? I want the clock at eight twenty to 18-20 to when they cross half court, right? That's what you right. want. Correct. See, I listen.
3: I like the idea because you might not think that extra two or three seconds, four seconds is important, but that's at least three or four passes sometimes. And that, and that could make a difference in the type of shot that you get. When you walk the ball across center court, you got 16 on the clock. By the time you get into your offense, it's 12. Now that just puts your, you know, in the short clock where you you're not getting the type of shot you want what i would like to see push the ball over the, over the timeline 20 seconds on the clock maybe 19 somewhere in there get into your offense those extra three or four seconds could make a big difference in the type of shot that you're getting and i think if the jazz do that that's and and i you can do that after a made shot but it's playing a little faster i know quinn is, is stressed um playing faster I'm wanting some tra- more transition offense but we just don't do it consistently enough. Um, I mean, you know, even if you do it for forty, forty-two minutes a game, that, that you know, I'd be happy with that, especially if if I was a coach. But that's one thing that I don't think we do it well to don't don't do it enough.
1: You know, Ron, your point's strong because I think what it does is that extra pass also negates a shorter shot clock, where you get a lot of players now blitzing Conley or or Donovan and they're stuck out on the perimeter with about 2.7, and all of a sudden they have no – or they're going to pass out uh, to someone who's not prepared, and now you have 1.1 to get a shot away. You're right about the extra three to four seconds. It's that extra pass, just enough to have open floor space, and we've seen them multiple times. When the Jazz struggle, they force up late shots, and they, they come out, teams blitz force them to turn the ball over or not even have a good look at either tying or winning a game.
2: Yeah. I want to see some amazing freaking defensive plays that lead to quick threes. Push the ball up. Because when the Jazz, that's when they're at their freaking best, man. Is mm-hmm. When you get a great stop, you know, Royce comes up with a big steal or, or Rudy or comes up with a big block. And they're rolling and and you're finding Boy on on that right wing or right corner and you got guys flying at you and then he dribbles skate dribble and knots. I mean that's that's jazz basketball. So I, I think it's gotta start on the defensive end. And heck, with 20, 20, 23 seconds on the clock or twenty seconds on the clock. If, <laughs> ah,
0: you wanna real fast, don't you? You wanna fade, man. You know what I he wants? He, Bo- Booner, you know what he wants? He wants a beep, beep three from D'Angelo <laughs> Russell's what he wants. <laughs> <Hold on>. That's-, <laughs> That's
2: what I want, though. What do you want?
0: What do, do I want? Um, I'd like to play a little more pace. We're, walk- we're, we're We're walking it up. I'd like to see Donovan play off the ball. I'd like to see Mike bring it up, maybe start with a Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley pick and roll, and then Donovan comes off something, other action. Donovan's stagnant at the top with everyone zeroed in on him. Doesn't seem to be working to Donovan's benefit right now. Um, Donovan needs space. Like, it's really hard. Like, I don't think fans understand how truly hard it is to play in the clutch. Like, if you – like, Jason Tatum's unbelievable, right? I think he's shooting 31% in the clutch and 17% from three. Like, these guys are – it's really hard. And he's always – Donovan's somewhere between 6'1 and 6'3. It's not clear. But it's not 6'7. It's not Kevin Durant. He can't go 7'1. Hey, here's my shooting pocket. Nobody else can get it. So what can we do to create some space for Donovan so that he can be where he's at his best Um, would probably be what I want to see on the offensive end. On the defensive end, I just want to see Rudy be able to have an impact. Right? Other guys have got to defend well enough so Rudy can have an impact. What happened in L.A. last year is that guys got by so fast that Rudy rotates over and the next pass goes out. If you can hold your yard for a a little bit, just a little resistance, a little bit. Rudy can shade, guys can rotate, the defense can get going. And and but last year, frankly, nobody was putting up any resistance at all.
1: You know what I want? I want Locke and I to get into a discussion about mid range.
0: <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I I don't have the data completely the way I wanted to. I, I dealt in a lot. I I can make a pretty strong claim, actually, that the mid range is Donovan's problem. That he's six foot. That he's six foot one, and he doesn't have enough space in the mid range. If you look at six foot one guards who are good in the clutch, they're doing it from three. Like, there's something to that, frankly. Can he?
1: I think he's gotten away though, David, and maybe again it's fatigue. uh, You know, getting space and putting the shoulder down which means running in, up to the rim, and even if he doesn't make the shot, going to the line for free throws. I get threes more than two, but, you know, I've always thought, i you know I get this discussion a lot, that I would rather get two than nothing. But I understand the analytics. I really do. But I, I, I think the league's gotten so far away, and Clarkson, I think, has changed his game. And again, analytics, you may agree or disagree, but, uh, you know, the three ball was going up about 10 times a game and making two, 2.2, two point, I don't know what it was per, per, uh, you know, 10, 10 attempts. He was barely at 29 or 30% on the year, but T and I talked a lot about just how he's been able to change his game somewhat right to left. I know he's got that little escape ability, but those points still energize a team when the three, for some reason, the three point flu runs through this team, and I can't explain it why it's just not one player, but all seven that cannot hit an open three-point shot. And case in point it was against Portland, zero for fourteen to start the game. And I wonder if you can still go inside, stay competitive, stay close, and not let the three-ball jump off the rim and cause a transition problem on the defensive end. Well, That's just
0: all right. So analytically, there's a few things here. One is the fact that you just have to realize that defenses dictate how many shots you get at the rim. Offenses control how many threes you can get, but defenses dictate the rim at this point. Like teams decide you're not getting to the rim in this league. You're not getting to the rim in this league. Like it's almost impossible. So that's the first part of it. The second one is even Donovan is a pretty good mid range player for the last three years. He shot 44% on long twos. So that's 0.88 points per shot. I, I can buy, you can change it up, but, 0.88 0.88 points per shot is not winning you anything.
2: I, I just don't. I mean, I'm I, probably not where Booner is on the analytics yet. I mean, I'm, I, I believe in it. I mean, I I can I, I know it has its, its uses, but I'm, I'm from a player standpoint, if you're good at something, and good is not necessarily if I'm not shooting, you know, 40% from – From mid-range, I should just not shoot it. Um, But I think when Donovan gets in that paint, he becomes a playmaker. I don't think it's a predetermined two. I think he decides when he gets in there whether he's got the space to knock it down. Um, And if the defense comes, I think he's been decent enough to kick it out to where his guys need to be, or, you know, let's say Mike Conley. Let's, let's go to Mike Conley. Mike Conley drives and sees Rudy, the defense comes on him, he lobs it up. So, I, I mean, I, I believe if a player is not good at that, I mean, Royce O'Neill is not a mid range guy. So, you know, he you probably won't see many of them because that's not his game. But um, I don't think a guy, if he's not shooting, you know, if he knows his game and he's not shooting, well, from a particular place, then you know that that shouldn't be a shot that he lives by. But I think if you're good at the mid range, you look around the league, guys who good at mid ranges. You mentioned one doing a Chris Paul. You know where he's going. You just can't stop him from getting there. Then, and
1: Booker, and Booker's gotten better with it.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I don't think it's something that you hang your hat on. But if you, you know, if it were, if it's working for you that night, and and you worked on it during the summer then good for you you've added something to your game that's now
3: a weapon when you when you when you need it <laughs> i like the mid-range game I, I don't think it's a play a, a shot you should turn down um uh, especially when you're the, you have the type type of offensive game and, and i know we're using donovan as an example here but you know there are many <clears throat> guys in the league that you know probably do the same thing but uh, that 13 free throw line shot, 15 foot, something like that. To me, the way these guys, good as these guys are nowadays, that's a high percentage shot. And you should be 46, 47%, 48%, or maybe even higher, you know, from that range. And if you work to get there, you got to shoot it. I can understand the analytics. Uh, I know that, uh spacing and, and, and the way guys the way, the way coaches want you to um, work your offense to get three point shots but if you work to get into the paint I think you have to take that too. I'm sorry I'm I'm.
0: It's fine. I'm a cherry picks. I, I want to just make sure we all understand something about the clutch playing in the clutch though. Like This is where I think hey Donovan's in a slump. It's, it's not good. He's three of the last 27. Like it's not good but he also was like nails to start the year. Up until January 1st, our offense was the fourth best clutch offense in the NBA. So you're dealing with two things. One is you're dealing with small sample sizes. And so the variance is really high. The other one is, like, let's just, what, what do we think Kevin Durant shoots in the clutch? What's your guess?
3: I'm gonna say 53%. Okay.
0: But Thoreau, what I mean, the best shooter in the league, seven foot one, has a pocket every second he wants it. What do we think?
2: Uh-oh. Um... In the clutch, 48.
0: Okay. Bowler, you got a number here? Uh, I'd say he's about 52.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Kevin Durant in the clutch this year is
3: 41.6%. In the clutch.
0: In the clutch, 41.6%. I would give him the ball. He would be my number one choice to get the ball every single time. What do we think Jason Tatum is? Top five MVP candidate. Same concept, Six-eight. get a window every single time, right? Pretty good mid-range player.
3: Wait a minute, what kind of shots are they shooting? You just, any
0: shot, is that what you're saying? Yeah, just field goal percentage in the clutch. Like, everyone's killing Donovan because he's, and I agree. Like, let me start. The premise is like three of 27 is not going to cut it. But, like, I just think we got to understand the variance here is off of, like, Jason Tatum's 37% in the clutch this year. All shots.
1: Okay. You know what I think, David? 41.6 all shots. You know what I think, David, that skews our, or fans, and even from our chair, is that because when the Jazz play the likes of a Durant in clutch, they deliver.
0: We are tallest defender, 6'4".
1: Right, and that's the point, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's the point. Przingis is 6'9", slight, but still a little more energetic. And House is 6'6", six, six and bulkier. Uh, but again, you're right. I mean, he can take guys to town. But I think, again, when you when you when we discuss this, it's almost in the eyes of, of how they fare against the Jazz. And usually you see a Luka, uh, a Booker, a Paul, a Kevin Durant because of their, well, not in Chris Paul's case, but because he's a vet and likes space and he is damn good with the mid-range game. But I, I guess I judge those numbers on what they can do against the Jazz defensively in the clutch. Yeah, I mean, probably... I think that's that's part of the weakness in the discussion we talk about. That has to get better in this postseason right now. Uh, if you're going to make a step and make a move, and not only is Rudy playing defense, but he's got to have the guys working with him to to get this done.
0: All right, as we wrap this up, um, I Boone, you have been reading the chat room when I put it up, right? So, can you please read this next? thing out loud please. Please read this out loud. Do not read it first. Read it out loud, please. <laughs> Does Boone wipe his sauce off this pizza with a napkin? <laughs> you
2: no know, use the sleeve.
0: <laughs> Do you want to tell the story, Booner? You want to tell the story? These guys don't know the story.
3: <laughs> you can tell it, Dave. Come we on.
0: lost Boone. We're like legitimately Probably a quarter, if not a half, of a broadcast this year. Because there's was a guy sitting in front of us who throughout the whole first half had one of those big Maxwell pizza slices and was dabbing his napkin on it the whole time and Boone couldn't like watch the game. He kept it just sitting on the broadcast. He's still putting his napkin on his pizza. Hey, that's <laughs> I'm not that much
3: of
1: a pizza eater, but that has to be illegal <laughs> if you're a pizza eater. I mean, that you can't. What the hell he, you he was trying me? to dab that grease off that, sli- off that slice. Is that what he's doing? Taking the grease off, not the, the sauce was coming off? That's. <laughs> well. Unless he was taking that <laughs> napkin home for something else. I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we gotta go. I just oh, forgot God. about the game is watching this guy blot his piece. his sauce off the piece. Did you kill that yard bird? <laughs> that yard bird's gone, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Big T, Bowler, and Ron. Go Jazz. Go Thanks. Jazz.